Hey, this is Keith with Faith and Money Podcast. Uh, I'm here solo today without Jeff, our uh, my co-host. Uh, but I wanted to let you know that Jeff and I will be resuming our podcast here, hopefully next week. We're looking forward to bringing out uh, some more episodes detailing, you know, the Bible's teaching on money, wealth, and generosity, and it's going to be uh, really good. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I will be here by myself. I am a certified kingdom advisor uh, and a certified financial planner based in Tustin, California. I work with uh, Christians to help them think biblically about their money, uh, which is the hallmark and and the uh, training that I received both in my seminary and, and undergraduate studies, but also as a certified kingdom advisor, I showed that I actually have the formal training to provide biblical wisdom in financial advice. Uh, today, I wanted to talk to you about stewardship in a world of chaos. We all are so aware these days of the chaos that infiltrates our world. You know, everything from COVID, uh, the military conflict between Russia and Ukraine, uh, the issues that China um, is pervading upon the world, uh, you know, anything, everything from what they're doing in Afghanistan, Africa, uh, in their attempts to um, dissuade the world that they should not take over Taiwan. Uh, there's the chaos of, of the upcoming midterm elections here in our country. Uh, and we all have seen the volatility in the stock market. You know, stocks have really taken a significant dip. The bond market has faced the worst uh, returns in, in quite some time. Uh, and, you know, as a financial advisor, I sit through a lot of financial list, financial analysts telling us about what they think is going to be happening in, you know, the next quarter, the next year. Uh, and, you know, what I've learned is that sometimes this is really good information, but you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, a lot of times what they predict happens won't happen, but it's always, you know, a good idea to, to you know, predict or, or not so much predict, but kind of gain an understanding of where we are and, and what has been happening and what may be happening in the future. But we can never really be too sure. Uh, as I like to tease my clients and friends, uh, I had a crystal ball, but my professor in seminary knocked it off the table, so I can't predict the future. All I can do is look what's happening now and, and make a good educated guess. Um, but, you know, the stock market, whether it's equities or the bonds or real estate, has definitely taken a hit due to inflation. Uh, the, the Fed and our country have been unable to stop the, the rise in prices with inflation. You know, when it comes down to it, I think one economist got it exactly correct when he said that, you know, the Fed waited too long to raise interest rates uh, as they have. And they raise interest rates because it makes, you know, borrowing money uh, more expensive, which cuts the rate of inflation. And they waited too long to do it. Our, our rates at the Fed were extremely low for a really long time. You know, we all saw that in uh, reflected in, in our mortgage rates, you know, down below, you know, 3%, you know, close to 2%. And they waited too long to raise those interest rates that and with the 
government printing of money uh, and spending of, of trillions of dollars, our GDP being, uh, you know, very high, um, and, and our debt even being even higher than our GDP has really made uh, a big uh, sticker shock upon investors in the market. Um, but we also see a lot of other chaos. And, and uh, for Christians, we just see a lot of wickedness. And, and I think that the uh, infiltration of, of the internet and, and you know, the World Wide Web has really just kind of not only made the, the wickedness in this world more, uh, that we see it more readily, you know, but it's also spread it rapidly. Uh, you know, this world uh, has over and over and over attempted to bring about a utopia uh, with no pain and suffering. Uh, and they do that not with God, but apart from God. It's the same thing that happened in, in the book of Genesis with the Tower of Babel. They, they sought to bring about a world apart from God. Uh, and they talk very often about, you know, social justice and ending oppression. But what we're seeing is that in their attempt to bring about a utopia wrought by man, they actually bring oppression. We see that with uh, the challenging of parental rights, uh, especially here in, in the state of California where I live. Uh, you know, in California, if a child comes from out of state for gender reassignment surgery or, or services related to transgenderism or other sexual services, uh, the state of California will actually uh, take custody of that child so that they can get their services if their parent out of state doesn't approve. Uh, and so we're seeing just a lot of wickedness and violating of children. It's pervasive in our schools with drag queen story hours and our libraries. We're just very cognizant that this world is a dark, dark place. And so, you know, we, we naturally as Christians see this and we cry out, you know, Lord Jesus, come, come Lord Jesus. Um, and but it's also very easy for us as Christians to think that, you know, this chaos has never happened before, that the world has never seen anything like this. And and I think that we need to remember that this world, ever since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, has had pervasive chaos over and over and over. It's nothing new as you know, King Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. So let's talk about some of the scriptural teachings about living in a world of chaos. Uh, you know, Martin Luther wrote a very famous hymn uh, based on Psalm 46, a mighty fortress is our God. And, and, you know, not many people could recite Psalm 46, but many people uh, especially in the Reformed and Lutheran traditions, are able to sing you A Mighty Fortress is Our God, which is based strongly upon Psalm 46. You know, God is our refuge. The earth gives away. It talks about the waters foaming and the mountains waning. Uh, and it, it speaks of deep trouble upon the earth. Uh, and But it is God who is our refuge. God is in the midst of the earth. He is not absent. We do not have a deist God where he is separate from the world and that 
he is intimately involved in, in caring for his people. Jesus in, in, in the Gospel of Matthew talks about uh, God's care for man being even greater than that of the little sparrow. Time and again, the Bible repeats over and over, do not be afraid, fear not. We even see, you know, scriptural teaching about how mankind throughout history has prepared uh, for where times of periods of time where chaos is a bit greater by preparing when things are a little bit less chaotic. You know, the example that I thought of offhand was Genesis 41, where Joseph had an abundance of grain and he stored it for a time when there wasn't as much grain. And what happened was that God sustained his people uh, through the Abrahamic promise by feeding his family that had given him up years and years before uh, through the through the famine by the use of that grain. So I, I want to end, you know, just a short broadcast by talking about, you know, some tips of how we can be good stewards of what God has provided to us in the midst of chaos, because it's really difficult uh, when things are hard. Uh, if for those of you who know my family personally, you know some of the crises and the challenges that our immediate family has faced. Um, and so, and, and I all know, I know all too well how easy it is to become hopeless and to make irrational decisions and to really struggle when things are really hard. But God calls us, you know, to, um, to use our time, talent, treasure, uh, and everything that he's provided to us, to his honor and glory, so that we, he can be um, glorified. And we should be using our resources, whatever they may be, uh, to to provide for ourselves and for others in times of chaos and, and trouble. So the first tip that I have is that always make decisions based on what is true today. Very often, you know, we try to speculate about what may or may not happen, uh, and we make decisions upon something that hasn't happened yet. You know, I can't make this decision because what if this happens? Uh, you know, a common example in my line of work is, you know, should I put my assets in an irrevocable trust so that it's removed from my estate taxes? Because what if uh, my finances or my assets, my net worth is above the estate planning limit, uh, estate tax limit later in the future? You know, we, we, we always make decisions based upon what is true today. Now, when things change, then that's when we, you know, strategize and figure out what to do from there. But we never make decisions about things that are not true for right now. There's a million things that could happen. We can't predict what will happen. We might have an idea of some things that could happen, but we can never be certain. Uh, and so we always make decisions based upon what is true today. Uh, and, you know, and the second tip that I have, which we already discussed a little bit, is we use less stressful times, less chaotic times to prepare for harder times. You know, nothing shall destroy you who are in Christ. Uh, but when we prepare, things are a bit easier. When, you know, our forefathers in our country 
uh, lived long time ago, you know, gen previous generations before refrigeration and freezers, uh, they were very adept at preparing for the harder times. They were very good at preparing uh, food sources before grocery stores and refrigerators and freezers for the cold winter months. Uh, and we just need to know that God will honor our efforts to prepare for times that are harder than, than others. My third tip is that, you know, even in the midst of, of the chaos that so many of us are feeling these days, that there's nothing new under the sun. There's, this is normal. This has happened before. Um, and to know that in good, God's good common grace, you know, God causes the rain to fall upon both the the fool and and the righteous uh and so good things will come out of of this world uh and and god will sustain us god will will preserve us and even if our life is taken from us nothing shall separate us from the love of christ Look in, in Revelation chapter 12, which is the image of, of the woman and the dragon. At the end of that image, it's just such a powerful uh, passage. Even when the, the dragon is defeated and the dragon is Satan, still he goes after uh, the followers of Christ and, and destroys them and he sheds their blood. Even after the child has destroyed the dragon and defeated the dragon and the dragon thinks that he has overcome God's people by shedding their own blood, but actually it leads to the defeat further defeat and further demolishing of the dragon and his judgment. Nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ, even when we are in the midst of chaos. My fourth tip is to continue, you know, fearing God, be faithful to him, attend the Lord's day worship, be generous, keep focus on, on your family and, and educating your children and, and teaching your children the ways of the Lord. Just keep watch and be faithful to serve the Lord, knowing that God will right every wrong, that God will preserve your family and feast or famine and uh, keep teaching our children uh, the God's ways and his law um, and keep uh, being generous with what God has given to you so that you can provide for others. Uh, and so, you know, those are the couple tips that I have for you today. Uh, really looking forward to our future podcasts. And, and please uh, reach out to me if you have any questions or if you would like a free biblical financial checkup. Happy to do that at no cost, uh, just to have a good conversation. Uh, I do operate virtually uh, and in person. So if you're not in California, that's really okay. We'll go ahead and have a great discussion. Uh, in the meantime, we'll talk soon. Over and out.